Amen. Thank you all for praying for me on Sunday. I was able to listen to the services and uh, God hand to hand, me not preaching and Pastor Caleb preaching. The messages spoke to my heart. I know that. And uh, we will finish up. This is message number five on things that God can't do. Things that God can't do. But again, you have your numbers ready, Mike? Or Okay. Yes. The biggest lies in the world. I promise to pay you back on my very next paycheck. You made it yourself, I never would have guessed. Your hair looks just fine. Go ahead and tell me, I won't tell another soul. The doctor will call you right back. Your baby is just beautiful. I got to be careful with that with all the babies being born in this church. <laughs> I gave at the office. My wife would like this when she's home listening. Put that map away. I know right where we are. <laughs> Having a great time. Wish you were here. All righty. Okay. Let me see here. This one's for James. Signs that you know your car is a lemon. As you leave the used car lot, you see the owner rush out with a gigantic smile and high-five the salesman. You notice that the car phone they threw in for free has a direct line to Moe's Towing Company. The booster cables are not in the trunk but are permanently soldered to the battery. The hood has been equipped with a push-button device for quick and easy opening. The purchased from sticker at the bottom of the rear license plate has been removed. You get a good luck card from the previous owner. As you drive up to a service station for gas, the mechanic automatically opens the big door and waves you in. <laughs> when you leave for work the next morning, you notice a tow truck parked about a block from your driveway. As you go by, it silently falls in behind you. The little service warning signal in the dashboard comes on and reads, me again. Okay, I will do one more only because I, I find this very funny. And if you don't like it, tough. I'm the one who's doing it. Amen? And then we'll go to the message. So you can open your, your Bibles to Psalm 51. Okay? There was a 17-year... Yeah, 17. A 72-year-old man. He had one hobby. He loved to fish. He was sitting in his boat the other day when he heard a voice say, Pick me up. Pick me up. And he looked around. He could see no one. He thought he was dreaming. We heard the voice say again, pick me up. He looked in the water and there floating on top was a frog. The man said, are you talking to me? The frog said, yes, I'm talking to you. Pick me up, then kiss me and I'll turn into the most beautiful woman you have ever seen. And I'll make sure that all your friends are envious and jealous because I will be your bride. The man looked at the frog for a short time, reached over, picked it up and carefully placed it in his shirt pocket. The frog said, what are you, nuts? Didn't you hear what I said? I said, kiss me and I will be your beautiful bride. He opened up his pocket, looked at the frog and said, not nah, my age, I'd rather have a talking frog. <laughs> Nine. Psalm 51, I'm sorry, people. Psalm 51. 
Again, the title is Things That God Can't Do. This is message number five. It's a psalm of David. And he's in confession of his sin. And he gets down to the almost to the end of this psalm. And he said in verse 15, O Lord, open thou my lips, and I that my mouth may show forth, and my mouth may show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else I would give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart, O God. Thou will not despise. The first point tonight is God can't despise a contrite heart. A contrite heart. Psalm 34 and verse 18 says this. It says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. If you don't know what contrite means, I'm not going to tell you to ask Pastor Kenny. I'm going to tell you to go home and look it up. Okay? You need to understand, God's trying to speak to us through that. You need to know every word of God is pure. Now, I'd like you to turn to Psalm 38. We're at Psalm 51. Now, look at Psalm 38. In Psalm 38, I want to read it, starting at verse 8. Again, another psalm of David. In verse 8, I am feeble and sore broken. I have roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before Thee, and I am gr- my groaning is not hid from Thee. You're looking at a contrite heart. My heart panteth, my strength faileth me. As for the light of mine eyes, it is also gone from me. My lovers and my friends stand aloof from my sore, and my kinsmen stand afar off. They also that seek after my life lay snares for me, and they that seek my hurt speak mischievous things and imagine deceits all the day long. But I, as a deaf man, heard not, and I was as a dumb man that openeth not his mouth. Thus I was as a man that heareth not, and in whose mouth are no reproofs. For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear, O Lord, my God. For I said, Hear me, lest otherwise they should rejoice over me. When my foot slippeth, they magnify themselves against me. For I am ready to halt, and my sorrows continually before me. For I will declare mine iniquity. I will be sorry for my sin. God can't despise a contrite heart. It ties right in when you think about it when it tells us in 1 John chapter 1 when it says, if thou wilt confess thy sin, he is faithful and just to give us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God knows what you need. And so many times we get in the place. And you know, in Psalm 51, that's a prayer of David. He confessed his sin. He confessed what he did. It's tied to what happened with uh, Uriah the Hittite and with Bathsheba. And the sin was so great in his life. But you know, David's known as a man after God's own heart because you know what he was? He was a good and honest repenter. So many times people say, well, I, I, you know, I confessed that before and I asked God to forgive me before and I've done real well and all of a sudden the temptation came. I've been under a lot of stress and, pray, and I gave in again. Well, you know what you do again? You humble your heart honestly before a holy, righteous God. And you know what He will do? He will forgive you. See, because by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. 
So he will not despise a contrite heart. You know what the devil wants you to believe? It can't be forgiven again. You know what he wants you to believe? God's going to turn his back on you. You know what he wants you to believe? God can't love you. See, because he's the tempter, he's the father of lies, and he's the accuser. But you can't dwell on how people in the world treat you. You need to know that God is better than that. And he cannot despise a contrite heart. Secondly, turn to Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue hath muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. I want you to turn to Psalm 66, but the next point, the first point is God can't despise a contrite heart, and He is always willing to receive truth from you. And then He can show His mercy. But you know what He can't stand? He can't stand sin. And when people try to pretend that they're right with God before the world when they hide sin in their heart, it tells you. You hide it in your heart, the Lord won't hear you. Go to, let me see, I said uh, Psalm 66. Psalm 66, starting at verse 16. It says, Come and hear, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled by my tongue. If I regard what? In my heart the Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. See, we put on pretenses in front of people all the time, don't we? God already knows the truth, and He wants you to acknowledge it. He wants me to acknowledge it. God can't stand sin. If I regard iniquity in your heart, you know how you regard it? When you aren't willing to give it to Him, when you hold it, when you pretend it's not there, when you refuse to confess it to Him, when you refuse to come to Him with a contrite heart, God won't hear you. Do you realize the unsaved people pray all the time to God? God doesn't have to honor any of their prayers until they come to the prayer of a sinner seeking a Savior. But if you're a saved person and you hold bitterness, you hold something in your heart, your prayers are going to be hindered. He wants, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. He wants your heart to be honest before Him. He already knows it, right? Everything is open unto the eyes of Him with whom we have to do. He already knows it. He can't stand sin. 
I pray so many times, God, you are holy and I am not. You are righteous and I am not. You are pure and I am not. You are perfect and I am not. I can have those things in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And I thank God because of his righteousness, I can pray unto you. But Lord, I open my heart before you. So when I pray, and I, when I pray each day, I'm confessing what I know I've done wrong that day because I want my account to be what? Short with God. If you tell me you didn't sin today in anything, in your words, your actions, your thoughts, you're having a very unusual day. Okay? My Bible says, be angry and most anger that we have is sin. I had to go to Costco today. I went to see the chiropractor after spending three days in bed sick. My back locked up and I'm not moving real good. And I told Pastor, I want to be able to preach tonight. And so I get to Costco and I'm in the parking. I go to get gas. And I go to open my wallet and my Costco card is not in my wallet because my son Michael had borrowed it. And he said, Dad, I left it on the counter. I says, I didn't see it on the counter. And he goes, I thought I left it on the counter. He looked in his wallet, and he's at work, and he's going, I got it, Dad. Don't shoot me, please. And I said, no problem, buddy. Yeah, that's okay. I'll go in, they'll give me a temporary pass. And they did. And I got what I needed, and I went to get gas, and I had three ladies cut me off. And I'm going, you idiot. I could have hit you in my mind. And God says, they're not the idiot. I let a circumstance control my peace. I let three women steal my peace today. I normally reserve that for my wife. I just want you to know that. <laughs> She's listening. I'll pay for that later. Okay, but you don't understand what I'm saying? Do you ever think about that? As simple as that? You lose it a little bit, even in your mind. You know, God already knows that. You know what will happen when you don't take care of it? Later on, the adversary of your soul will use that against you to try to drive a wedge between you and your heavenly Father who wants to hear from you on a moment-to-moment, hour-by-hour, day-by-day basis. He can't stand sin in his presence, so keep your account short. Amen? Turn to Psalm 101. Psalm 101. Look at verse 4. See, God wants to hear from a, a, a broken and contrite heart, but a froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. You know what God can't endure? Pride. Over and over again. We're in a spiritual battle. I'm trying to help different people. I spent two and a half hours counseling someone yesterday. When I was sick in bed Sunday afternoon, I spent two hours counseling a different person. And later that evening, I spent time counseling another person from another state and trying to help them see the simplicity of the truth of God's word 
when they will apply it to their lives. Because so many people know the verses in their head, but they don't use them in their life. And it doesn't help them. The only protection that the Word of God is is when it's active with you. Amen? He can't endure pride. What was the sin of Lucifer? Isaiah 14. How art thou fallen, verse 12, from, from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Lucifer's sin, which caused him to become Satan, is pride. It's pride. Turn to Ezekiel 28. I want you to understand God has an answer for pride and you won't like it. This is God's answer to Lucifer after he fell in his sin of pride. Verse 16. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of, my, out of the mountain of God. He's going to cast them out of the mountain. I will destroy thee, O covering cherub. So you know who he's talking to, right? From the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore I will bring thee forth, I will bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. God can't endure pride. A humble and contrite heart. We're told in 1 Peter, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him. That's a contrite heart. For He careth for you, but He can't endure pride. You can't approach God thinking you're owed anything. I'm your pastor. If I got what I deserved, I'd split hell wide open. I can't go there because Christ saved me and gave me His righteousness, so I am saved for all eternity. We believe in eternal security. I can support it with Scripture. Okay? But you know what? There's many a Christian who's ruined their life because they let pride well up. And they made it more about themselves than they did about the only one who should be exalted. Amen? Job 41 and verse 34, it's talking about Leviathan. If you remember in the Sunday school class, Pastor Caleb taught, and I agree with him, Leviathan is a picture of Satan. Okay? And he turns around, and he, you know what he is in Job 41-34? He is the king over all the children of pride. So be careful about that. You know, you know how you can know when it's pride? When you get to the place and you start telling God, I shouldn't be treated that way. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. 
He can endure pride. I'm going to give you one more. Turn to Hebrews chapter 4. You hear me use these verses many times. Verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. See, the word of God can separate them, can't they? And the joints and marrow and is the discerner of the what? Thoughts and the intents of the... Because out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the... Neither is there any creature that is not manifest, openly known, that's what manifest means, in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Fourth point I want you to see tonight, God can't be fooled. You can fool me, I can fool you. You can fool Pastor Kenny. Many times you can fool your spouse, you can fool your children, you can fool your parents. You can feel fool your co-workers. You can fool, can fool the people that you go to school with if you're in school. You can't fool God. He can't be fooled. You know what that means? So don't play games with him. Don't play games. You know what God hates with pride? He hates hypocrisy. He hates hypocrisy. Be honest with him. He already knows. Amen? Psalm 33, verse 13, the second half of the verse says, He beholdeth all the sons of men. All the sons of men. You can't cover it up. Don't think you can. Psalm 90, and verse 8, Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. What you don't think anybody else sees, and I don't care if it's on your phone or your computer or any other thing. And it's done in the darkness. It's all in the light with God. Turn to Psalm 139. And we will be finished for tonight. Because things God can't do, God can't despise a contrite heart, God can't stand sin, God can't endure pride, and God can't be fooled. Psalm 139. Think about this one. As I was grumbling and mumbling and saying stuff to my, in, under my breath about being cut off by these women, they could have caused a car accident. They weren't paying any attention. One of them was on her cell phone. And she just turned wide right into my, and I hit the brakes, I hit the horn, and it's like this, and I'm going, do you know you can't speak a tongue that God doesn't understand? <laughs> Remember that, okay? He understands all tongues. Psalm 139, look at verse 4. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. He knows every word. Look at verse 11. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the night shall be light, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, and the darkness as the light, and the light are both 
alike to thee. You know what I'm trying to tell you tonight? God wants you to be, one, humble before him. Two, he wants you to be real because he knows what's really there. And there's nothing that he can't forgive when you're willing to give it to him from a humble and contrite and broken spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity just to spend a little time looking in your word, Father, and finishing up this series on things that God can't do. And Lord, we need to be reminded of them, Father, because if we, your children, those who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, try to live in pretense before you, what hope does the world have? Father, so many times our secret sins, the sins that we think no one else will find out about, Father, you will bring them to light because you will be glorified in the life of your children. Father, whether it be by them being servants of you or by them being forcibly humbled before you. So help us, Father, not to hide something from you and in our families, and Lord, and help us to be real before you because a broken spirit and a contrite heart thou will not despise. Work in our hearts to that end, and we'll give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good night and God bless.